Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. And we are going to do something different for you because for the last several weeks, and I'm trying to remember when this started, I've just been inundated with questions from clients, networking, social media, wanting to know more about how we have grown so quickly over the last two years. Like, how have we done that? And I've done some talks recently for some entrepreneur groups that I'm involved in about that very topic. So I thought what I do is invite Allison, who so many of you know, but the, you know, the face behind the scenes <laughs> who makes us all go and have this conversation about what have we done to now year after year double in revenue and go from basically what I can now, not then, but what I can now fondly look back on as Aaron's year of failure, 2018, <laughs> where I literally made $11,000, $11,000 in 2018 to now being a multiple six-figure business. Like, how did we, how did that happen? I promise it wasn't by accident, though some of it was by luck, <laughs> So Allison is here with me. She's the person, like I said, who makes this all go. And I think, you know, we were chatting before about how did we, how did we do this? And I think the number one thing was making the decisions and taking the action, like make decisions and take action. You can get ready to be ready to try to be ready to think something through and nothing happens. Absolutely zero things happen until you take the action. That's one thing I love about working with you because sometimes you don't know the answer or what the outcome might be, but it's like, hey, let's try it. What are what are you gonna lose? Nothing's gonna be accomplished if you don't do anything. Right. What are, I love how you said that. What are you gonna lose? Because I think that's what stops most people. What is there to lose? But here's the thing: if you take zero action, you have zero. So what is there actually to lose? A dog. Now, this is the other thing. So I'm not in my podcast studio. I'm actually in my office. So you're getting the actual real experience of Allison and I working together. There's a dog barking and odds are there'll be a cat here at some point. So what is there to lose if you don't take the action? And it's not just action. It's massively imperfect action. And what I like, you know, I'm going to relate it to childbirth, having no children, but you always hear, right? We don't have children. Neither of us have children, but we both, you both, we hear people say all the time, if you remembered how painful it was, you wouldn't have a second one. I kind of feel that way about the business. There's certain things that we've tried that have so not worked out that if we were hung up on it, We'd never try anything again. Yeah. And I think that's one of the other tricks. Like, don't get caught up in what doesn't work. Learn from it. Absolutely. Learn from it. I mean, as we get ready to put a webinar out for December that I'm really, really excited about, I can't help but laugh at our earlier attempts at webinars that nobody cares. 
The only people who saw it were you and me. Right? I mean, seriously, like three people would watch it and it was three people who were already working with me and it was stuff that I've already helped them with. And it sucks in the moment. And maybe that's the lesson. The other, as I say that, the other thing I've had to learn is to stop ever thinking about any individual act as an easy button or the silver bullet or the miracle that's going to change everything. I think I watch entrepreneurs do that. Okay, if I write the book, I'll get to six figures. If I do a webinar, everything will change. I'll have tons of clients. And it's what these tactics on Facebook will have, you know, tactic coaches will have you believing. This is all you need. Set it and forget it. Right. And that's one thing we have absolutely found is that does not work. It is the culmination of all of the little things. Right. For sure. And the other thing, and, and this is where you're helpful for me, is your willingness to just try to figure something out. I mean, out of everything, you know, <laughs> email management's great. God knows I should never be in charge of a calendar. I have no ability to handle time zones. But the willingness, your willingness to listen to what I'm trying to do and instead of saying, no, we don't know how to do that. Saying, well, I've seen it, so we should be able to figure that out. Yeah, I'm always willing to take a stab at it. And hey, I think I can make this work and let's try it. And if something is out of my realm of capabilities, I'll be the first one like, okay, well, this is where we need to find someone who's a little bit more of an expert. Well, and that's the balance. That's the balance. It's don't spend my, you know, one of my rules, don't spend a whole lot of time doing a really bad job at something that somebody else can spend a short amount of time doing a great job at and knowing where that line is. Where is the line between bootstrapping to get your ball rolling and okay, you're self-sabotaging growth by DIYing everything. Yeah. And and figuring that out. So seriously, it's it's take the action. Don't get hung up on the things that don't work. Differentiate between bootstrapping and DIYing when necessary or when it becomes sabotage to your growth. But again, don't not try something because you don't yet know how to do it. Yeah. Don't let the fear stop you. You know, if you're not spending thousands and thousands of dollars on something, then hey, just try it out. See what happens. Because we've made enough of those thousands and thousands of <laughs> dollars mistakes as well, right? Um, I laugh. It's that fail faster, right? Yeah, totally. Still, on, still continuing to work on fail cheaper, but it's definitely <laughs> fail faster and get the information and take the next step. Yeah, course correct. Keep going. Keep you know, going. Don't and let not, it stop you. Well, and as it's the don't let it stop you because here's most things don't actually work. I think that's the 
secret that people don't want you to know. All of the coaches in the world who are selling tactics and trying to show you how to get ahead don't talk enough about the fact that most things don't actually work. It's a process. And so we make all sorts of plans and then the plans go right out the window. Yeah. And they have to, such as an event that was supposed to be held in March that ended up being held in May. For a variety of reasons. <laughs> For a variety of reasons, right? Plan, measure, adjust, but not throwing the baby out with the bathwater when it doesn't work. Yeah. I kind of, I, you brought up your event and, you know, I don't know that a lot of people know that it was planned for March and it got moved and you had COVID and it knocked you out. <laughs> and I, you know, there was a split second where we were like, okay, well we can, we can try to make this work and struggle. And, you know, then there was this point where we're just like, no, it can get moved. We want this to be good. We want the output to be good. There's no point in killing yourself. Literally. <laughs> to get it done in that time. time, it could have been literally. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it was just, okay, it's now in May. And I, you put on a really great event. and you know, it, it, that's how it happened. You know, and it was rolled with fun. it. I had a great time in my event. And I yeah. think, I think that, you know, rolls from there. The lesson is nobody else knows you didn't do it the way you originally planned. Yes. And we get, we're pretty good. I know I get hung up sometimes, but we're pretty good at realizing that one individual thing doesn't matter. Truthfully, the good news, bad news is that nobody's paying attention. Yeah. Bad news is fucking nobody's paying attention, right? So we <laughs> want people to be paying attention and they're not. But the good news is nobody's paying attention. Nobody is watching you nearly as closely as you're watching you. Yeah. They barely register your faults as a blip I as long as they're not horribly agree you know <laughs> horrible massive problems that shouldn't happen so how do you think you've changed I'm curious because I know I do so much work on who I'm being you know I know what my growth has been but I'm curious from your side of the camera your side of the country because we're halfway across the country from each other. How do you think you've changed over the last two years from this whole process? I mean, I think I'm better at giving myself grace, you know, like um, when you and I start and, and I still have my professional organizing business. I still do that. But when we first started, I was like, okay, little bit, Aaron, you know, little bit organizing. I'm going to do the two. I love both. And as time went on, I'm doing more for you and less with my organizing business. And at first that was kind of, um, I don't know, it felt like it was like, oh, my business, I'm ignoring it. I feel bad about it. And now I'm like, no, I'm like, I, I'm okay. Like, 
having that side be not as big in my life anymore, I'm okay with it now. And, and again, it's just, you change and and COVID had a bit of an effect on that for a while. COVID did. I mean, I feel like I'm really in shape, but hell I've thrown my back out twice in like three years, you know, organizing is really active and I, I'm more comfortable with just being like surrendering it to a, a little bit and I still get new clients coming in, but I'm not working on that as hard. And I'm okay with that now. Well, and one of the things, this goes back to like, have a plan, but be open to opportunity. One of the things that um, I've learned is that we miss so many opportunities because we don't keep our eyes open to them because they don't show up in the exact way that we planned for them. And so we completely miss it. Yeah. If you think you're supposed to be on this path and you have tunnel vision on that path, when other things come up, you know, you might miss it. And the only way I have found to prevent that is to know and focus on what's the outcome that I want. What's the outcome that I want? Not the, how do I think I'm supposed to get there? That's so true. My outcome has always been you know, after leaving corporate, I want to work around my schedule. I live on a little farm. I have animals and horses. I want to chop down trees when I want to and, you know, fix fences and take care of my animals. And that's what I'm doing. Granted, now I'm, you know, I'm doing more work for you and less for my organizing business. But the goal is that I'm living a freer life and doing what I want. Right, right. And I think I've had the same thing where, I mean, in COVID again, kind of forced that a little bit because the route that I had planned was in-person speaking events and it just shut down overnight. And now those events all look different than they used, you know, here we are almost a year and a half, two years later, and those events are coming back, but they look different than they used to. And we had to really adopt social media strategies and other formats of interacting with people. And if I was stuck on how I wanted it to happen instead of what I wanted to happen. The other thing is like when you're stuck on the how you get real tied into making it all about you. This is the how that I want. When truthfully, the more you can make your business about the client that you want to help, the better off you'll be yeah. and the faster you'll grow. Yeah, for sure. So I'm just curious, like, what have you, like your take on some, we don't really talk about this. We do talk about, you know, the ups and downs, but what have been maybe some of your biggest surprises? I, well, with you, you'll get into a really great place and get a ton of new clients. And there's never any like, okay, I can just sit back and relax for a while. There's none of that, which is awesome. It's like, okay, next step, moving forward, growing bigger scale, you know, like there's never uh, like a, just a, a sense of, well, I'm done. This is good enough. I like that you realize it's, there's no sense of good enough, not um, because 
you're either growing or you're dying. Yeah. And most people, what messes them up is you get too good enough, right? You get to goal, whether that's $50,000, $100,000, half a million dollars. When you stop, you are actually retreating. Now, part of it for me is that I'm not yet at goal. I'm not yet at the current goal that I have in my head. I'm on an amazing pace towards it, but I'm not there yet. And one of the things I've learned, and my mentor has said this to me, and I was already doing it without realizing it. You got to set your next goal before you reach your current goal. Or you end up with those blips. Yep. And just like in marketing, because that's what we help clients a lot with their marketing plans. When you start and stop and start and stop, it's so much harder than just keeping that low hum of activity going. And it's the same thing with your goals. If you don't have your next goal and so you reach, you know, say you want to hit $50,000, I hit $50,000. So I just stop and now I have to think about what I want to have next. You can lose three, six, eight months of momentum just figuring it out. We see it all the time. And it's not that you have to have it perfect, but what if you were on your way to goal and you were three quarters away there and you set your next goal? So I've actually changed. I don't know if I told you, I actually changed the way I look at my income goals. For the longest time, I was creating an income goal that I expected to be my continual monthly goal. So if I wanted a $10,000 income goal a month, I wanted to have $10,000 consistently. Hmm. And then it was 25 and I wanted to have that consistently, but I changed it. Instead of waiting, until I was getting 25 consistently, I now look at it like I hit it. What's my next goal? I hit the 25 mark. So what's my next goal? Not I'm getting 25 every month, but this is allowing me to move right past getting 20. It's gonna, instead of waiting till I get 25 a month, I'm going to have my $50,000 months. Now you have to be okay with never reaching your goal and not interpreting that as a failure. You have yeah. to giving yourself some grace there. <laughs> yourself some grace and using it as a tool and feedback, not failure, using it as a tool to keep you moving instead of a goal that says you're finished. And I think that, that whole, what do they call that? Um, unconscious competent. I was doing it, but I didn't realize I was doing it. I was continually planning what's next. And this is where I know like you and other team members we've had helping us, Nicole was helping us for a while and you guys would just laugh at me. The way that I described it to you once and being the workers that you are thought I had lost my mind. But to me, once the plan is done, it's over. Now we just got to do some work. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were like ready to kill me. when I was, <laughs> You're like, yeah, a whole lot of work. Right? Yeah, really done. Uh-huh. 
but that's what it means. I've now realized what that was. That is my way of saying, I expect this to reach the goal. So now I have to plan for the next thing to reach the next goal without waiting for a lag time in between. Yep. And use goal setting as the tool it's supposed to be, not the result has made a huge difference. And I'm very excited to now have the language to explain it to myself and not just be doing it on accident. All the time. <laughs> so what are you most proud of in the couple of years? That, yeah, because not only this is also, you know, your basically two-year anniversary with me as well. Yeah. In this business anyway. What are you most proud of? I mean, well, one, I'm just... I'm happy two years ago at 5 a.m. you decided to text me and ask if I wanted to work with you. Yes, right. Well, not yet. It was 5 a.m. for you. It was 4 a.m. Because <laughs> uh, you're a crazy person. You, well, when you have a stroke of genius, you have to just, aha, <laughs> uh-huh, Allison. Oh, that's funny. No, but you know, I'm so happy because obviously doing what you do it helped me with my organizing business. And I love the dynamic, you know, I'm proud of what I've helped you build. Oh, yeah. um, I think any business owner is crazy if they don't get a VA because, <laughs> you know, allowing me to take over some of the like grunt work that is hard for you to do, but <laughs> someone like me, man, it is a breeze. And that way you are in your zone of genius and, you know, I can help you grow. And I see that growth. It just. There's no way in a million years this would have happened if it was just me. Oh, yeah. I mean, not even close. Mm -mm. And the corporate job we shared, I learned that there. Step on the gas when everybody else is stepping on the brakes. Make the hire and do the thing before you're ready to do the thing because it pulls you forward. I got that job when there was no job to have. The corporate job where we met didn't exist when I was hired. He hired me because we connected and he knew I would be a good team member. And then we created the job, which just continued to evolve very quickly Yeah, into, you know, fancy titles and traveling and everything. (laughs) But I do keep that with me. Add to the team when I have a feeling there's an opportunity, not once we've buried ourselves and can't handle it anymore. Yeah. Because it doesn't cost you money. That's what makes you money. For sure. I've had so many organizing clients who are business owners and they really need help with their business. You know, they need help organizing physical things, but they need other help with their business. And I've told so many of them, like, hire a VA. <laughs> Just do it. You will thank you. And I me later. <laughs> right. And I've told a million people that no, Allison doesn't do this for anyone. <laughs> I get asked that a whole, is Allison taking on more clients 
only if you have a dog, she needs to babysit. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. So what parting advice would you, aside from hire a VA, which I support fully, 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 and I'm going to add to that. Hire the team and then trust their abilities. For sure. Most of the time, I don't tell you how to do something that you're better at doing than I am. We talk about what the outcome needs to be. And you know how to do it better than I do. So why would I, why would I try to recreate my chaos? Right. So it's not just hire a VA, but hire a VA, set the expectations, but then let them help you. And what, did, what other advice would you give our, our audience here from what you've seen us, you know, we've talked about taking action, not freaking out when it doesn't work, realizing that it's just a piece of the process. There is no easy button or silver bullet. So you have to keep going. Said, I mean, we, now that I think about it, we've actually had a lot of these good little nuggets in here, setting goals before you reach them so that you can keep growing, um, not just sitting back thinking, oh, wow, there we go. We did it. Yeah. Um, hire a VA, let them, you know, hire a team and let them actually do their jobs. Yeah. Hire a team again. Like if there's something you and I are like, we need this, but we don't know how to do it. That's when you're like, all right, well, we'll get someone who doesn't know how to do it. And I think that's the other thing. We didn't invent coaching. We didn't invent coaching. There's other people out there doing really good jobs at it. Yeah. So if there's something that I want to emulate or something that I feel will help us, I'll go ask one of them how they did it. And people will tell you. People will tell you. Parting words of wisdom. It's all possible, right? Yeah. I mean. Again, don't get, don't be too hard on yourself. Cause I think that stops a lot of people and you just, you get stuck in that fear and don't move anywhere. Well, and I think we've had times, we've had days, we've had COVID happen. We've had a team member ghost us in the middle of the biggest promotion of our business. We've had my brilliant idea. Yeah, we can do a podcast, right? I mean, (laughs) who knows how to do a podcast, right? We'll figure it out. God for your brother. Um, But I know that when I think of it, when I look back, like 90% of it has been fun. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't, you know? (laughs) I think that that was our first podcast together. It's like, if I'm not having fun, what's the point? point? It doesn't have to be miserable. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a struggle. And even now I'm finding myself have to redefine hard work and redefine letting go of the struggle. And the realization that it really all can be easy if I decide it's easy. Yeah. Awesome. 
Well, thank you for sharing some time, official time with me again. Yeah. Do more of these and answer some folks' questions about how it is we do what we do because more and more as we, and it's one of my goals for my business is um, serve as an example, right? Run my totally. business as an example, not just telling people what to do, but living, you know, walk, walking the talk as it were. And I'll put a link in the description um, in the show notes for anyone. If you want to leave a question for Aaron or a future topic you'd love to see on the podcast, uh, I'll put that in there and yeah, let us know. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.